Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. Anyone who studies Islamic history, Tarikhul Islam, will notice that there have been many internal divisions, internal groups and factions within the Muslim Ummah. And that can be very disturbing for some of the simple-minded Muslims. At times you will find many people saying, pouring out their sentiments often hear them saying that the Quran is one Allah is one Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is one but why so many divisions amongst the ummah different brands different denominations different set of beliefs different groups yet Allah is one Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is one The Quran is one A valid point of course What we need to understand my respected brothers Is that first of all This question Should be answered under the radar of the Quran and Sunnah Under the radar of the Quran and Sunnah Everything is about the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wasallam This should not surprise the ummah So many groups and divisions Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Has already Mentioned in one hadith That the Jews Banu Israel that came before you Fragmented into 72 groups Banu Israel Into 72 divisions and then Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said My ummah will be divided into 73 divisions 73 divisions And then Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said 72 will go to Jahannam One will go to Jannah 72 will go to Jahannam And one will go to Jannah Sahaba-i kiram immediately 
when Allah's Nabi said 72 in Jahannam and one in Jannah they put forward a very important question saving the Ummah and they said Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam can you tell us who are the fortunate ones that will enter Jannah short simple but a comprehensive answer Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Ma ana alayhi wa ashabi those who follow my sunnah and those who love my companions subhanallah those who follow my sunnah ma ana alayhi wa ashabi and those that follow the practice of my companions those that have this affiliation with my companions with sahaba-i kiram ajma'in they will enter jannah I imagine my respected brothers Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not isolate the companions to be a different breed and complete separate entity but Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said if anybody wants to enter jannah they have to follow my sunnah and they have to follow the sunnah of the companions the practice of the companions and so this should not be a surprise to us a lot of us say oh we should be one this that we need to understand whatever rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said a prophecy that has to be that has to materialize in fact we see this with our own eyes so many groups so many groups even today you'll find uh, amongst the contemporary groups denominations different different brands and different names for an example uh, Ismailiya Zaydiya Husseiniya Shi'iya different groups going back Kharijiya Murjiya Qadariya Jabariya and so many different groups and the list goes on and on and on and on subhanallah but just to answer this very important question and it all really fits well with the understanding of how these people entered the city of Makkah and why they wanted to get rid of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala if you look at all the divisions subhanallah and if you analyze the agenda what they want one will quickly realize that these are just modern deviated attachments to the very first anti-Islamic campaign during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa You'll see them in the year 2009, the sprouts are in different colors, but the roots are the same. The roots are the same. It is all connected to that very first anti-Islamic movement, anti-Islamic campaign in Medina during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Be it Ismailiya, Zaydiya, Husseiniya and all the ears that you see are all connected to the first anti-Islamic movement during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa And if we can understand this, inshaAllah ta'ala, we are actually solving a lot of problems. We will have an open mind. 
we will lay a strong foundation of Iman. We will progress in our love for the companions and for the love of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If we have a sound understanding, we will really understand the message and the meaning of the Qur'an. These are very, very important introductions, my respected brothers. Now these are groups that are connected to the anti-Islamic movement during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. During the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the group was known as the Munafiqeen. The first enemies were the Kuffar. The Kuffar were defeated in the battlefields. Uhud, Badr, Khandak, and all the battles. Read the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the Kuffar were defeated. When the companions got to Madinatul Munawwara, it was something new for them, a safe haven for the companions. And when they got to Madinatul Munawwara, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them victory after victory. Many uh, lands opened up and Madinatul Munawwara became Darul Khilafah, the capital of the Islamic Khilafat. The Kuffar were there watching this and they knew that it is very difficult now to challenge the Muslims. And so what do we do? The only option they had was to internalize themselves, was to integrate themselves and to play this game of camouflaging the real identity. And they put on this robe of being hypocrites, munafiqeen. And so when they would meet the Muslims, they said, we are Muslims and your brothers, and your brothers. And when they would be with their own groups, they would say, we are munafiqeen, we really have got nothing to do with these kuffar. With these Muslims, we are Jews, we are Ahle Yahud, and we are not Muslims, but we are only pretending. This was a game that was being played, and this game is still being played until today. And so it is very important that we define and distinguish these groups, my respected brothers. Otherwise, we can fall in the same trap. Very, very important. This is a game that is being played. From the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam until today. All of these different, different groups that you see. If they were to say that, oh, we don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it'd be too obvious. People would understand that these are kuffar. And openly they would be declared as kafirin. If they were to say that we dislike Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Again, the same issue. They would openly, the Muslims would declare them to be kuffar because they hate Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But the munafiqeen knew that the Muslims are devout lovers of Allah and His Rasul. They knew that they love Allah and His Rasul, so let's not mess around with the divinity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the risalat the prophethood of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Let us stay away. And the only target available now is Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in. And so they knew, my respected brothers, that Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in, according to the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'at, the Muslims believed that they were not ma'asumeen. They were not ma'asum. They could make mistakes. 
And so the best option is to attack Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and to confuse people and to put doubt in the hearts of people. That is why they attacked the house and the family of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. So that for generations to come, for generations to come, when they pick up the book of Islamic history and when they read what happened to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, a man should really doubt the character of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, that who this man really was, al-iyazu billah. That so many people, as many as three, four thousand people entered the city of Madinatul Munawwara and they surrounded the residence of this great man, the son-in-law of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is the purpose and this is the maqsad. And so we have to be very, very careful, my respected brothers, because when you quote a hadith and when you say, Qala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, for example, you have a hadith here and he says, Qama fina Rasulullah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood in front of us. Okay, that is the hadith. But before qala Rasulullah is the name of that sahabi who is narrating the hadith. And so these are the main arteries to the hearts. If you can damage the arteries, everything collapses. If you damage the arteries, everything collapses. So attack the Sahaba and if people doubt the character of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and then if you quote a hadith, that hadith is also doubtful. Why? Because that Sahabi Al-Iyazu Billah is dubious, is doubtful. The character of that Sahabi is doubtful. This is the game that is being played, my respected brothers. From the time of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam until today, the year 2009. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give jazai khair to our scholars and the ulama of this ummah. That every time a deviant sect came up, immediately the ulama were there writing books, speaking out against them. So that the iman is saved. So that the iman of people is saved. And giving the right decision in accordance to the Quran and to the Sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For an example, my respected brothers, Qadianis. Anybody who knows about Qadianism, Qadianis are not just a group of people that reject the finality of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They don't just reject Khatme Nabuwat, but these are people who speak evil and speak foul about the character and the companions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They disrespect Sahabai Kiram Ajmain. Not only do they say that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is not the last Nabi but other prophets can come, but at the same time they even target the companions. And every deviant sect that you will see today will not have love for a Sahabi. Shia, Rawafis, very openly, openly, you'll see them to have long beards. And they will wear big black pagris, you know, amama. And they will wear long kurtas. And if you look at them, this, this, the skin color will be very fair. You see, one is to be fair and one is to have noor on your face. Two different things. I hope people understand that. 
one is to be fair, you know, someone's got a very light skin, and one is to have noor, you see, noor and to have a fair skin, two different things, noor is noor of iman, noor is noor of your iman, subhanallah, and every believer, a Muslim will have that noor, but if you look at the rawafis today, they openly criticize Rasul Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, and this hadith is also understood when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that in my ummah the, the groups will be divided into 73 sects 72 will go in Jahannam if you study Shiism there are more groups and denominations amongst the ahl tashi more than the Sunni sect more than the Sunni sect more than the Sunni sect all of these, you see, the Kojas and the Ismailis and the Waras and this and that, the Shia Waras and so many other groups that you will find are actually all connected to this main link, which is to be Ahl Tash'i. And that is why Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said, those that criticize Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, salvation for them will be difficult in the hereafter. And so we have to be very, very careful, my respected brothers. Everything starts from the Khilafat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. And you will find also that these, I describe these people, it's one club. The hate mongers of the companions. The hate mongers of the companions. They hate Sahabai Kiram Ajma'i. They can't make it so open with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it would be very difficult. People become very emotional when somebody speaks aliyazu billah ill of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It's very difficult. And so the best option would be to target sahabai kiram ajma'een. And what they do is that they find certain, certain sections of the Quran and certain sections of the hadith to prove their points. That we have proof that Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een had betrayed Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Al-Yazubillah. That they were unfaithful people. And they would start uh, to misquote verses of the Quran. That is why Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the la'nat of Allah and the la'nat of every Nabi is on that person Az-Zaidu fi kitabillah The one who misinterprets the tafsir of the Qur'an Misinterprets the tafsir of the Qur'an La'nat be on that individual and, and this is what you will find today Many people doing Many many groups Just to give you a quick example Because what I want to open up is one very important hadith Which is in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari and also in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. But the verse of the Quran which a lot of these people often quote is the famous verse of Suratul Jumu'ah. Of Suratul Jumu'ah. On the day of Friday, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was giving khutbah. Namaz was, namaz had been completed. Namaz was completed and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was giving khutbah it was yawmul jumu'ah now some of you might be wondering that 
namaz is finished and then rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is giving khutbah remember that yawmul jumu'ah the farz of jumu'ah uh, upon the ummah this ruling that your salah salatul jumu'ah is farz upon the ummah this ruling also came down in the city of madinatul munawwara when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was visiting the Kabila, the tribe of Banu Salim. And in the early days, when this ayat karima was revealed to show that Jumu'ah is an obligation upon the Ummah, the method of praying was exactly like how we perform the Eid Salah. So first it was your Salah, and then it was your Khutbah. And so the same for Jumu'ah. First, in the beginning, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would perform his salah and then he would read his khutbah. So Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had completed the farz, namaz was completed, and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam ascended the pulpit and gave the khutbah to the people. Coincidentally, what had happened at that time is that you had a group of people that were beating the drums that were beating the drums and announcing that the trading caravan of Dahya Kalbi is here. The trading caravan of Dahya Kalbi is in Madinatul Munawwara. Sahaba-i-Kiram Ajma'een were in the masjid. And just outside the masjid you had people making noise. These were not Muslims. Ah, the people of Medina, where are you? The caravan of Dahya Kalbi is here. The caravan of Dahya Kalbi is here, beating the drum, beating the drum, beating the drum. Now what had happened is that some of the companions that were sitting close to the doors of Masjid in Abwi, where the exit was to Masjid in Abwi, some of them just slipped out. Some young companions moved and they wanted to, of course, get uh, their necessity. And when the people in front noticed that the people at the back have disappeared they decided that why not let us also go and go to the caravan and slowly a lot of the companions stood up from the masjid and went to the caravan of Dahya Kalbi to buy goods now Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in the masjid sahabai kiram some of them were also in the masjid but some had gone to buy some of the goods from the caravan that came from Syria. Now Dahya Kalbi is a Sahabi, remember. But at that time he was not a Muslim. A very handsome Sahabi. Very handsome. He was known for his beauty. At times Jibreel Amin would come in the image of Dahya Kalbi to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And now when the companions went to, to that caravan to buy the essentials, you will find that the Shia and the enemies of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een fantasizing upon this incident and saying, you see, Sahaba did not have any love for Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If they had love for Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they would be seated in the masjid. But they went for dunya. Al-Iyazu Billah, Al-Iyazu Billah. Now my respected brothers, if anyone was to just read the verses of the Quran in this manner, it would be difficult for him to understand. It would be difficult for him to really understand. What we need to understand is what the Mufassirin have mentioned. That at that time the people of Medina were at the verge of, uh, of death. There was no food 
in Madinatul Munawwara. There was no food in Madinatul Munawwara. In fact, there was no water in Madinatul Munawwara. Hazrat Imam Hassan Basri radiallahu ta'ala and says, let alone food, but there was not even enough water for the people of Madinatul Munawwara. Starvation. They were suffering. They had no food. And Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in, they thought that we are desperate people and people who are at, at this moment needy people and we were also waiting for the caravan of Dahya Kalbi because he knew the people of Medina, he was from Medina and he would bring all the essentials for the people of Medina and there was no food in Medina to Munawwara and so some of the companions stood up, some of the companions stood up. And what we also need to know is that there was no special ruling at that time given to the companions about the khutbah of Jumu'ah. About the khutbah of Jumu'ah, like we know it today. That the khutbah is the Jews part of your Salatul Jumu'ah. But for the companions, they thought that Alhamdulillah we have read our Salah. We have completed our Salah. And so the khutbah is optional. What is khutbah? Khutbah is optional. This ruling did not come to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the verses of the Quran that khutbah is also part of your salatul jumu'ah. Sahabai kiram ajma'in were not aware of this ruling. And because of this ruling and this incident that had taken place, only thereafter it became uh, evident to the companions and to the rest of the ummah that khutbah is also wajib and it is part of your Juma package. It is part of your Juma package. And in fact to make it easy for the Ummah, what Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did is after this incident, he said that we will read the khutbah before Salatul Jumu'ah. We will read the khutbah before Salatul Jumu'ah. So we need to understand that the people of Medina were at the verge of starvation were at the verge of starvation. Food rationing, people did not have anything to drink, people did not have anything to eat. And these were needy people. And in fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to them with a lot of love. And Allah says to the companions that, Wallahu khayru razikin, worry not, Allah is the best in giving sustenance. Allah is the best in giving sustenance. One hadith which is very very important and brothers need to understand this. You will find at times this hadith is misquoted. And this hadith is in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari and the Sahih of Imam Muslim Rahmatullah Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator. Ibn Abbas says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up and he said to us, Ya ayyuhan nas, ibai. Oh boy, sit down or go out. Don't move around. Jalli jau. People bring their young ones, please make sure they don't move around. It disturbs me. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, innakum muhsharuna ilallahi ta'ala hufatan uratan ghurlan. You will be gathered on the day of qiyamah hufatan. Hufatan means Barefooted, barefooted, uratan naked, and gurlan uncircumcised. Allah's Nabi is saying on the day of Qiyamah you will be without shoes. All these Nike pairs and Adidas won't be there for anyone at that time. 
you will be barefooted and you will be naked and you will be uncircumcised and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read this ayat karima kama bada'na awwala khalqin nu'idu just like how we created you in the first instance nu'iduhu we will repeat this procedure in wa'dan alayna inna kunna fa'ilin and this is a promise that is binding unto me this is a promise that is binding unto me inna kunna fa'ilin and then rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said وَإِنَّ أَوَّلَ الْخَلَائِكِ يُكْسَى يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ That the first man to be given uh, some clothes to wear on the day of Qiyamah will be Ibrahim والسلام, Immediately an attire will be given to him to cover his body. Why my respected brothers? Because Ibrahim salam was a great mujahid. He was the first man who spoke against Nimrod, Namrud. And invited him towards the worship of Allah. And what Nimrod did, Namrud, is that he ripped the clothes of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And they pushed him into the fire. And in honor of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, because he was firm and steadfast. And whatever tests was brought forward to Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah says, فَأَتَمَّهُنْ Full marks were given to him. And so on the day of Qiyamah, clothes of Jannah will be given to him. That is Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. We also need to read one other narration in the hadith that this virtue is also for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasalam. This virtue is also for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, I will be the first one to come out from my grave. I will be the first one to come out from my grave. And I am the first one who will be given the clothes of Jannah. The clothes of Jannah. And I will be standing towards the right side of the Arsh of Allah. I will be standing towards the right side of the Arsh of Allah. But again this virtue is also there for Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Now Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is describing some of the events of the hereafter on the day of Qiyamah. And he says that a group of people will be presented to me. سَيُجَاءُ بِرِجَالٍ مِنْ أُمَّتِي And they will be from my ummah, my followers. فَيُؤْخَذُ بِهِمْ ذَاتَ الشِّمَالِ But the angels will push them to the left side. The angels will push them to the left side, as in towards Jahannam. For Akul, and I will start saying, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, O oh my Allah, O oh my Allah, Ashabi, Ashabi, that these are my followers, that these are my followers. But in Arabic, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has used the word Ashab. What did he say? Ashabi. But the translation of this hadith is that these are my Followers, these are my followers. But then the angels will say to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثُ بَعْدَكَ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have no knowledge that after you had departed from this dunya, what they did to the sharia that you brought to them. What they did to the sharia that you brought to them. And it ends in a way that إِنَّهُمْ لَنْ يَزَالُوا مُرْتَدِّينَ عَلَىٰ عَاقَابِهِمْ مُنْذُ فَارَتَّهُمْ And that they continuously returned back 
on the heels return back on the heels from the straight path that you showed them when you departed from them when you had departed from them as in they apostated they became murtad now this hadith this hadith here mentioned you will find that the groups that don't have the love for sahaba kiram ajma'in they cite this hadith in their favor and they say you see rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that these are my ashab what are they my ashab ashab is who companions and allah is saying that these people have become murtad aliyazubillah what have they become murtad aliyazubillah again to decontextualize the hadith of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the wrong manner ashabi here is a general term which means generally the ummah of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam who the ummah and the only reason why rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam used the word ashab here is to follow the pattern of the quran because on the day of qiyamah it won't be just rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his ummah you'll have musa alayhi salam and his ummah so you'll have musa alayhi salam and his followers you will have nu alayhi salam and his followers you will have yusuf alayhi salam and his followers you will have ibrahim alayhi salam and his followers so each of the prophets will have their own followers and the quran has used the word ashab ashab the quran has used the term ashab 77 times how many times the word ashab comes in the quran and not once is it used to describe the companions the word ashab comes 77 times but not once is it described for the companions of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and i have written here some of the examples for an example the quran says ashabu musa ashabu musa the followers of musa alaihi salam ashabul hijr the the followers of the people of the stone land and allah says ashabu ayka the followers of ayka ashabe madyan the followers of shu'ayb alaihi salam ashabe safina the followers of nu alaihi salam ashabul qarya the people of the city and so this term ashab is used but it is not used for sahaba kiram ajma'in but it is a general term that the quran speaks and describes those that are the followers of that community or that prophet and so in comparison to that rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam has used the same word that these are my followers it is not talking about that these are my companions how can allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give a group of people a certificate of jannah in dunya and then aliyazu billah aliyazu billah after the demise of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam that certificate is taken back from them is this a game my respected brother now the question is if these individuals were not the companions of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam then how did rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam recognize them how did he recognize them how did how is he going to say that these are my followers if they were not the companions how will he say that these are my followers the answer is very simple my respected brothers another hadith of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
One Sahabi said to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Nabi Allah, on the day of Qiyamah there will be so many people, how will you recognize your followers, your Ummah? And Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Ghurram Muhajjaleen, I will recognize them by the markings of their wudu. I will recognize them by the markings of their wudu. And ghurra means that on the day of Qiyamah, because of wuzu, the pishani, the forehead of a believer, will have this celestial light, noor, that will be shining on the forehead. He will have noor on the forehead. And muhajjaleen means that there will be a ring on the ankle of the feet, and this will also be of a celestial light. This will also be noor. Ghurram muhajjaleen actually means that a black horse, a black, complete black horse, but it has white markings on the forehead and white markings on the legs. And this horse is considered to be the most valued horse with the Arabs. Very expensive horse. Very expensive horse. And so Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that my ummah on the day of qiyamah will be ghurram muhajjaleen. That they will have noor on their face and they will have noor on their feet. That's why when you do, when you wash your feet, make sure you wash your feet properly. Sometimes you will see that at times the heels are dry. The heels are dry. And also pass your fingers, pass your fingers properly on the feet. Properly. And this is also the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And a very important sunnah, my respected brothers and elders. At times you will find that people who have uh, diabetes or any illnesses like that it's difficult uh, if you have uh, any uh, fungus on the feet Uh, it's difficult to heal and so when you clean that section when you clean that section regularly five times a day and then dry it properly and then dry it properly mashallah that will save you from infection that will save you from infection that is why this is a great sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That there is a gap between the, the first and the second finger. The first and the second finger. But there is no gap with the rest of the fingers. If there were gaps all the way, it's not a beautiful sight. It's not a beautiful sight. And Allah designs, subhanallah, and Allah designs beautifully. And there's only a gap between the first and the second finger, and there is no gap. And because there is no gap, we have to put the little finger and to make sure that every part is washed properly to save ourselves from infection but khair the masla is rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying that there will be light on the forehead and there will be light also to the level, lower section of the body the feet and that is how i will recognize my ummah so there is a possibility because of wudu these people there was there will be a bit of shine on their forehead and rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam say well, these are my followers. These are my followers. But the angels will push them on the side, and they will say to the they will say to Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam that these are not your followers. These are the ahle bid'ah people. Who are they? These are the ahle bid'ah people. Allah subhanahu wa taala save us. So they have this habit that they would cite certain ahadith and certain verses of the Quran in which. They could target the companions, but Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, they will not find a single hadith, and they will not find a single verse of the Quran, because the Quran is full of praise of the companions. The Quran is 
full of praise of the companions and the hadith is also full of praise of the companions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq uh, what was mentioned in our session tonight my respected brothers is so that we understand that a lot of these groups the agenda is one the agenda is one to tarnish the image of sahaba kiram ajma'in and we have to be careful as people of ahlu sunnah wal jamaat we we must love rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the sunnah and we must have the deepest love for the companions that is why these were the munafiqeen the rebels that came from kufa basra and egypt and they came with the intention aliyazu billah if they have to they are even prepared to murder hazrat uthman radiyallahu ta'ala even murder them aliyazu billah and banu israel murdered the prophets the banu israel murdered the prophets and you will find certain individuals that have assassinated sahaba kiram ajma'in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq we will continue inshallah ta'ala but i thought that it would be best if the foundation is laid properly and so we have the right picture we have the right picture in understanding what will actually happen with sayyidina uthman bin affan radiyallahu ta'ala an because shaitan is our enemy if we have doubt about sahaba kiram ajma'in there is a possibility allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us that at times the nur of iman can be taken from us allah give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه في الدنيا والاخره اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعادك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين